Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Today, the Republicans got together, House Republicans, to make a statement about the State of the Union. The State of the Union will be tonight. hasn't been delivered yet, but they wanted to put a statement out. It was also an opportunity for them to put Representative Victoria Sparts front and center. She represents the 5th District of Indiana. She is my member of Congress. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. That is the number. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find me on Rumble every single Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. The Morning Rumble with Tony Katz. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz and subscribe and like it and do all the things. It's free and it's fantastic. It's just more cool stuff going on in unique ways. We're doing a lot of things. It's great. Victoria Sparks was passionate today. Uh, in, in a way that I had never actually seen her before. Speaking in a way I, I was, was a first. And these Democrats, uh, and I'm sorry, these Republicans got together and started talking about Joe Biden, started talking about the, the State of the Union, and there was a lot of commentary. Steve Scalise. Thank you, Elise. Uh, let me first send my prayers to the people of Ukraine. Uh, we're seeing such inspiring bravery, uh, but there is harsh brutality. The barbaric invasion uh, by Putin is having a devastating impact. And I know my colleague, Victoria Sparks, is going to talk about that later. We, we pray for her and, and the things that she's heard from the ground. As we listen tonight to the State of the Union, which is in crisis on so many fronts, uh, I hope President Biden talks about what he will do to work with Republicans, because we have real plans to get control of inflation, to lower gas prices, to take away Putin's leverage on energy, to control our border, to get crime under control around the country and confront the defund the police and the mentality where they're actually letting people out of jails in so many cities. On all of these crises, we have put strong conservative ideas on the table and President Biden refuses to work with us. But so he's setting up the stage of Steve Scalise, setting up the stage to say, look, look, we, you, you've got these problems. We've got the solutions. You won't listen. Look at the things you're talking about. You're not addressing the problems directly in front of you. And Elise Stefanik, who is in uh, Republican leadership, Steve Scalise, Kevin McCarthy, all spoke, and and Victoria Sparks spoke. And I, I'm going to share that with you in a little bit. But this was a, a part two that took place. Because after Victoria, Victoria Sparks, uh, Kevin McCarthy took the microphone. He's the House Minority Leader. And he finishes up by saying, okay, I'll, I'll take some questions now. And the first question was it was a show of hands question. Let me open up for questions. Yes, ma'am. I have two questions, if I may. First show of hands. Who's planning to attend the State of the Union tonight? Okay. So everybody raises their hands. They're all attending the State of the Union. They're not saying, oh, it's Joe Biden. We're not showing up. They're all attending the State of the Union. 
The conversation had been about Ukraine. The conversation had been about Biden's failed leadership. The conversation had been about how Biden needs to address the country, about the economy and about energy independence and about war and about a series of things. That's what they were talking about. Here's the question from the media. And second, um, can you please respond to Marjorie Taylor Greene attending the white nationalist uh, conference over the weekend? If you want to know why people hate the press, that's why. I don't know who this reporter is. That is an ignorant, pathetic, garbage question, and you are the reason people hate journalists. Because that's not journalism. That's nonsense. Since you never asked the question about Ilhan Omar and where she attends, Rashida Tlaib and what she attends, Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis and what he has been scheduled to be on the dais for, on panels for, things that we've talked about on my shows, well, you don't get to engage this. But as I have said, Marjorie Taylor Greene and I think it was Paul Gosar attended this, this rally uh, in Orlando, when I was down in Orlando, but I was at CPAC, I didn't even know the other thing was happening. There was something happening in D.C. with Adam Kinzinger. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know, I, w- I wouldn't go to that either. And they attended this this event by Nick Fuentes. And Nick Fuentes, I guess, by the Justice Department's view as a, a white nationalist or a white supremacist. But then again, according to the Department of Justice, we're all domestic terrorists for wanting to actually protect our kids in schools. And uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene attended the event. I've said this many times. I'm not about to change my point of view. I know when she votes, she's going to vote for some things that I favor. I think she's a goofball. I think she's bad at being seen as serious. I think she's bad at portraying a a, a valuable point of view. And if she, I I don't. She's a fighter. I, I I like fighters. I just want her to be better at it. I want her to have a clear understanding of things she should and should not attend. But if you're somebody who believes, ah, I'm going to go speak someplace. I'm going to go try and change some minds. You go speak places. Tulsi Gabbard spoke at CPAC. The Democratic candidate for president, the former Democratic member of Congress, spoke at the Conservative Political Action Conference. And there are absolutely Democrats who refer to her as a traitor at that moment. I figured she went to go speak where the speech was free. So as somebody who values free speech, even amongst the ugliest of people, remember, Louis Farrakhan is an anti-Semite and a bigot. Andre Carson is still allowed to be friends with him. Congressman Carson can be friends with Louis Farrakhan if he so chooses. I am allowed to note that Congressman Carson has a bad taste in friends and really has questionable morality. The point is, he can befriend who he wants, and Marjorie Taylor Greene can speak where she wants. They just have to deal with the fallout of it. And it could be that they've taken so much from Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's got nothing to lose. She's going to go have a conversation anywhere she damn well pleases. I'm not saying I like it. I'm saying I I, I think I, I can see her point of view that you vote people already, you know, have screwed me over a billion times, so forget it. I'm just going to go do. I'm just going to go do. But with everything going on, the reporter, her first question is about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let me tell you, I thought Kevin McCarthy was way too reserved in this answer. You know what? Um, I commented on that on yesterday. I, I, I understand your job. I understand what you're trying to do. 
I've already commented on that. We've got a war in Europe that we have not had since World War II. We've got, we've got people in a village and others, and you can take my statement that I said yesterday and play it one more time. Yes. She thought that was a legit question. I thought his answer was way too nice. Way too nice. Drove me nuts. But McCarthy is still talking. When the Democrats first took power, not to pass the $2 trillion so-called COVID bill, then only 9% went to it. We warned them it would cause inflation. Yes, that's what happened. We warned them if they opened up the border, what what would happen to the rest of America? We went to the border. So what did the president finally do? He put the vice president in charge, who only has been there one time. They've ignored it. When you said crime is running rampant, that we actually think you should fund the police, not defund them, because this is what would happen. This is exactly what's happening across America today with the rise in crime. We've watched it time after time. But it's not just Republicans. It's independents. It's Democrats. It's Americans. We've watched his approval rating being at a lowest level we saw in modern history. Why? And just the handling of what's happening in Ukraine itself. We tried to help the president by passing an amendment about Nord Stream. He used his political weight from his administration to whip members to vote no. We told the president he was wrong with how he was getting out of Afghanistan. If he did that, it would set the course of the world differently. We said he was wrong when he stood with Putin and gave him Nord Stream. We said it was wrong when he opened up negotiations again with Iran. All those actions have put us into the place we are today. So no, we're not going to sit quietly by. We're going to defend our nation. We're going to defend our way of life. And we're going to change the course of where we currently are. Yes, sir. Uh, Thank you, Mr. McCarthy. Um, Wondering, obviously every day counts uh, right now in Ukraine. Um, If if you could, uh, any sort of insight on the progress, if there is going to be an aid package included in an omnibus, can you give us any insight as to how that is going, the progress? There's an aid package that's been brought up. We're going through it as we speak now. talking to the um, military experts about what's needed as well. We want to make sure it can get there and get there now and not wait, be able to move items um, because every day matters. And it does. But this all leads up to bringing Victoria Sparts, Ukrainian-born, back to the podium. Victoria Sparts, look, I've broken bread with Victoria Sparts. I have interviewed Victoria Sparts. I have never seen her like this. I can't say I know her as well as other people, but I certainly have never seen her like this. And she gets called back to the podium in just a a few to answer more questions about what's going on in Ukraine and her thoughts. With us, We should also work with the sad part is we're watching Europe lead. A lot of actions that the president is taking are only after Europe has taken a lead. Thankfully, President Zelensky didn't take President Biden's advice and leave the country because we'd be talking today about a collapse. In his short term of administration, Americans have had to evacuate two countries. These are individuals that want to stay there and fight, but not use sticks. I think we need to rally the entire world against what Putin is doing and make him change the course. Yes. Congressman Sparks, can I ask you a follow-up? Thank you for sharing your story. You mentioned that your grandmother's there. I know you probably have other family members. Have you been able to be in contact with them? Are they safe? Before we get to that, I'm going to say it again. 
This was the second part of her conversation. I've got the first part coming up in a little bit. I shared it out of order on purpose because I want you to understand where the emotion is and how she defines things. It's extremely important because there, there's something to be said for, hey, she's from Ukraine, put her front and center. There's something else to be said for the conversation she's having when she she's having with America when she is front and center. Listen. No one's safe from that country. It's interesting. My grandma is 95. She experienced Stalin. She experienced Hitler. But she says, we never experienced something like that ever. This is barbaric and brutal to the level of unbelievable. And I hope United Nations will do some leadership because this is terrible. We have to deal with that. But I have some friends from college and other people. A lot of people are sitting on the ground. They are bombing nonstop civilians, nonstop, from morning till night. The city of Chernihiv, I've been from for the last three days, bombing nonstop, exploding buildings, hospitals, schools, everything. They cannot even get out. I mean, they, they have no supplies. They cannot even get out from underground. A lot of people don't even have any ability now to have the phones. Thank God that Elon Musk helps a little bit with some of the stuff. So I really appreciate that he did step up. I hope more private businesses will step up. And like Visa and MasterCard, they say, we're not going to be part of this bloodshed. We're not be criminals. Like, every, what is he doing is criminal. So, so it, some people, you know, you still can connect. Some people you cannot connect depending on where they are. But everyone is on the ground because people understood. They're not fighting the military now. They're fighting to kill civilians, destroy, level to the ground. If you conquer the country, you know, and if you want to govern it, you don't destroy everything to the ground. You don't destroy buildings. You don't put carpet bombs, bombs to destroy everything. They want to suppress civilians, but I can tell you, these people went through so much. These people went through so much hardship. Millions were killed by them, by Stalin and Hitler. I almost my whole family was killed by them. These people will not surrender, but we need to give them a chance to survive. Otherwise, they have no chance. We'll have millions of people killed. We need to create a humanitarian corridor for some people to be able to escape for children, women and children, because he's now shooting at them. I think we have a responsibility. And another thing, I can tell you, the Ukraine was the third largest nuclear country. The third largest after Russia and United States. For a good reason, for right reason. We took nuclear weapons from them and signed a piece of paper. Tell them we will guarantee your sovereignty. What do you think Iran is not going to be thinking? What do you think about North Korea? If you have nuclear weapon, you are going to hold the whole world hostage. If you don't, anyone come for you and nobody will protect you. What is going to set in the whole world? What precedent we're going to set? If we will create a very dangerous world, if we don't act decisively, quickly, and have a speed and agility, we need to understand that Putin is not playing chess. He's a judo martial arts player he understand in judo you have agility speed and uses your enemy's weaknesses to strike and he understood that we were weak the west was weak but he's underestimated the west and i hope this president is going to step up and to show what america is about because it's he wants to embarrass our country and what he's doing is embarrassing for 
leader of revolt in our country to be there where we are. It's just embarrassing. And he wants to embarrass us again. He knew that we got embarrassed in Afghanistan. He wants to embarrass us again. And I am, as a member of Congress, cannot let him embarrass our country. We're the greatest country in the world. We are the strongest people in the world. We cannot let him embarrass us or we will be a laughing stock for the rest of the world. We have to be strong because I know we have strong people in strong country with the best value. Everyone wants to be here. This is the greatest country, but we need to lead because there is no one else that can lead around the world. And if we are a strong country, the rest of the world will be strong and we need to show our strength. So thank you. When Kevin McCarthy took the microphone again, he said, I'll leave it at that. And the Republicans, all 20-something of them, walked off. They're going to be playing that video on a, on a loop. And the, the news outlets that don't play that video, then you know. Here is somebody who came to the country, made something of themselves, lived the American dream, serves their country, and actually likes it. What a far cry from Ilhan Omar. But they'll play you Ilhan Omar lamenting the bigotry of the country. They won't play you Victoria Sparks talking about its greatness, talking about America standing up, talking about America fighting back. Now, we should discuss how we fight back. But I've never seen Victoria Sparks like that. And I think it's going to move a lot of people. Certainly going to elevate her name. It doesn't convince me that we should send in troops. It does convince me that she could better tell a story about America supporting Ukraine than Joe Biden. And that Joe Biden might very well miss that mark tonight. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So just a really quick piece about, you know, as I was talking there regarding the question asked to Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, here you are talking about Ukraine, here we are talking about invasion, we're talking about what what Victoria Sparks, Representative Sparks, is referring to as um, uh, a genocide. And then having uh, somebody in the media ask, so Marjorie Taylor Greene attended a white supremacy conference, what do you think? Hmm? Dude. You could be, you could object to things she attends, but it wasn't the focus of the conversation. You clearly don't care about anything else going on. That's bad reporting. But as got noted by John Sexton over at Hot Air, who's a great, great reporter, the New York Times used an edited George Zimmerman 911 call that in 2012, remember Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman? They used this edited audio, and people got fired for using it because it tried to paint the situation different than it really was. And yet here they are, a decade later, doing it again. The media doesn't care whether they're right or they're wrong. They care they can hurt their enemies. Those are facts. I'm Tony Katz. So we got to place our bets on the State of the Union. 
What is it that we're going to hear? I've been trying to handicap this thing, trying to figure out what it is that Joe Biden's really going to get into. I can't. I have no idea because if you caught my video series, The Morning Rumble, I was saying that, you know, you have to have something you can sell the American people. What can Joe Biden possibly sell America? Honestly, what is the thing that he can point to that he can say, look at this incredible, incredible success? And I don't know what that is because every time Joe Biden speaks, it's like, oh, holy hell. Harris-Biden administration. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump. And you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. But it's so because it's Joe and. Talking like a normal person. Well, he don't know. I made that all rhyme. I feel pretty good about that. It was very show t- show tuny. I love it. And this was Joe Biden. Just what well, was it? Just yesterday, I think it was. It, it's it's hard to keep up with with all the uh, with all the Bidenisms. It's hard to keep up with all of his insanity. This actually got said. We're going to keep pushing on this, and we're, we're protecting our country's threshold liberty, the sacred right to vote, which I've never seen is under such attack. You know, it's always made it harder for blacks to vote, but this is trying to be able to figure out how to keep the black vote when it occurs from even counting. Over the past year, we've directed federal agencies to promote you access love to... that applause. All that applause lets you know that people are into it. This took place at a Black History Month event. Come on. Come on. Wait, hold on. That's not really Pete Griffin. Uh, Here's Peter Griffin. Come on. That's the way it goes. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Nobody wants to hear the lies. No one's trying to keep black people from voting. This isn't true. It's a lie. It's just garbage. But don't worry, uh, Kamala Harris doesn't want to be outdone. We all know elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. I went off script a little bit. (laughs) Did you really? You You went off script a little bit. Well, this, this is what they got. They did get what they asked for. They got an incompetent president and an incompetent vice president who has no chance of becoming president. Even your own party doesn't want you. She is the most cringeworthy, awkward person in the world. But I'm curious. I'm asking the question. What in the world does Joe Biden sell to America? Does he have a vision for America that's going to get people all excited? Does he have 
an announcement about how things are going to get better? Or is he just going to announce, hey, we've got new payments for you. We're going to hand out more money and more debt. Yeah, it's all right. It's more money. I don't know. Can't sell anything good in Ukraine. You can't sell anything good about the lockdowns of COVID. You're going to sell that we beat the virus and now the masks are off. You're welcome, everybody. I stare down that virus like it was named not COVID, but corn pop. I stared it down and showed him my hairy legs and called him a, a, a lion dog face pony soldier. And boom, bop, bip. Out he went. I sound like, I sound like, uh, like Sudeikis doing Ted Lasso impressions. That was, that was a little bit of it. Or was it Sudeikis doing Biden with a little bit of Ted Lasso thrown in for good luck? What are you going to sell? How are you going to sell it? That's the question. You actually tried to get America to buy into this just the other day. There's a phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that, uh, that things have gotten so much better for them economically. Uh, that they are thinking, but how do you get up in the morning feeling happy? Right. Happy that everything's all right. People are economically better off? Are you economically better off? Now, I want to say, full disclosure, I don't lie to you guys. I don't lie about nothing. I'm going to do better this year than I did last year. That's certainly what I'm on track for, but every day I got to get up and do the thing. That's what I'm on track for. I won't lie to you. But this has been a lot of years of setup to get to a place where it's like, all right, all right. And now I can finally afford the two-ply toilet paper. Everything's looking up for Tony. It's going to be a good year. Certainly going to be a clean one. How many small business owners who rely on a product from overseas, how many small business owners who need uh, containers, how many small business owners who are dealing with inflation increasing parts prices are going to be able to say the same? I never lie to you. When I was broke beyond broke, and things were not going well. I didn't feel bad uh, if other people were doing okay. It was my problem and I was fighting through it. I don't like seeing this all the way around because this will have an effect on all of us. No one will be left out. Costs will go up for, for the business that I run and the things that I do. I understand this. Just like it is for everyone else. The supermarket is not going to look at me differently. The cost of meat, the cost of milk, the cost of eggs, still going to be higher. I share my story because I won't lie. But how does Biden sell the rest of America? I believe I will do well, and I'm still not pleased. It's not like, oh, oh yeah, I, I, I made more money. Oh, guess everything's fine. do 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 Every time it costs a dollar more a gallon. Watching what's happening in Ukraine. 
watching the failure on the southern border, watching the policies implemented that hurt my kids. I mean, I'll get into, I I will definitely get into some of what's going on in Indiana and, and the failure of the Republican Party here. Oh, my gosh. And my Twitter feed is filled with people who are happy that I'm bothered. It's like, all right. Weird, weird flex. I bothered, not stopping. That's your problem. Oh, you know these people want me gone, right? Like if they could, get, if they could have me fired today, they would do it. Oh, of course they would. Desperate to do it. Drives them crazy that we're on the air, guys. And yet they'll be totally enthralled with whatever it is Joe Biden says because they don't critically look at a situation. I critically looked at Donald Trump. You know what I said? I don't give a damn about his personality. Show me the policies and is my life going to get better? My life got better. Boom, 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 boom. Show me the policies of Joe Biden. Is my life going to get better? I've told you, I'm going to make more money this year. I'm also going to be spending more money this year because of Joe Biden. So what is he going to sell? I'm telling you, I do this for a living. I cannot forecast what his State of the Union is. I cannot forecast the message. I cannot forecast the temperament. I cannot do it. It's driving me crazy. It really is. It's driving me batty. If, if you have an idea, I'm listening. Twitter, Tony Katz, Tony at TonyKatz.com. You can call in. You you can you can do all the things. What in the world does he have to sell? What I think is that the State of the Union is a perfect moment for us to make some extra scratch by placing our bets. We went through this yesterday and started creating the line. What is it that we can expect from the State of the Union? What is it that Joe Biden is going to say? And we have solidified it. We have solidified the line. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven things you can bet on. Are you ready? Let us go through it. Here we go. We are going to tell you now what the over-under is on Joe Biden's State of the Union. We start with the ever-popular, here's the deal. How many times will Joe Biden say, here's the deal, in his speech? Ladies and gentlemen, the number is three. The over-under is three. On here's the deal. And if you ask me, I'm going with the under. I think he's going to be very to script and he'll only have one or two moments that he uh, that he slips. And he has to go back to his crutch of here's the deal. So I think three will be the maximum. So I'm going with the under. Now, is three under or is three over, producer Ari? I think, th- I think it's going to be under three. Yeah. So, but, but if he does three, well, is that considered the under or the over? That's neither. That's a that's a push. No that's a wins. push. Oh, then I'm going with push. Oh, you're going right. He was going right at three. Three. There'll be three of them. Right. I'm going three of them. Let me be clears. He's going to have uh, the the over under is four. I'm going with the over. I'm going with the over. He says, "Let me be clear all the time." He'll throw that in and not even think about it. I'm go. I'm going with the over. You 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 good with that? Yeah, I think it's a safe bet. Yeah, I think so, too. 
How many times will he whisper into the microphone with some kind of message like, I passed the bill or pay them more? How many times will he lean in and whisper into the microphone? The over-under is two and a half. Two and a half, producer Ari. I'm taking the over on that. Yeah, I'm not with you there. Uh, man's going to lose his money. Eh, could. I'll take uh, the risk. Ari's going to lose his coin. How many screams, how many loud voices will there be from, from Joe Biden? How many times will he get very, very, very loud? Loud noises! I'm go- I've got the over under a three and a half. Three and a half, producer Ari. Where are you? Uh, I think I'll take the under on that too, just to just to just to make it interesting. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. I think he's gonna have plenty of moments of being loud. Uh, I do not have on this list. Will he yell out, "Where's my pudding?" Which would really be "Where's my ice cream?" See, it'd be funny if I said, "Where's my ice cream?" That's not gonna be. That's not gonna be said. Trump mentions. How many times will he mention Trump or the prior administration? I've got the over-under at ten and a half. That's Produ- so many. Producer Ari. That's ten and a half. That's way too—I can't—there's no—I'm going under just because that is—that feels really, really high. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think it is a little high, but I'm still taking the over because, of course, he is. It's like, it's like Obama talking about the car and the ditch and the economy and the Republicans. Blamed Republicans for seven and a half years. I'm going with, I'm going with the over on ten and a half. I'm go. It's happening in real time. I'm going with it. Um, now let's get to uh, the 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 two big ones. How many times will Trump? Uh, will Trump? How many times will Joe Biden mention January sixth or insurrection? What is the over under? I have it at two and a half. How many times will Joe Biden mention? Trump, I'm sorry, not Trump. Will he mention insurrection or January sixth? Oh boy, I, I would have said conservatively, it's going to be right at two because I think it'd be weird if he did more. But I think it's going to get weird, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll say three. So yeah, over. It's the over. It's without question the over. It is the trick bet. It is without question the over. And then finally. Finally, uh, Rick wants to know what is the amount of times Biden is going to say "look," oh, and uh, he's got he's got it at five, five hundred or five? no, just <laughs> no, just just five. I'm going to take the over on that. All right, so so look is look is at five. He's he's he set the point right there. All right, let me let me write that down. Look, what about how late is he going to be? Oh oh, amount of time. Um, I'm. Uh, more than an hour, but less than an hour and a half. <laughs> you think it's going to be an hour late to the State of the Union? Yeah, I'm I'm going with 65 minutes. That would be ridiculous. Oh, you're talking about late. Oh, how, oh I thought you meant how long no, the State I of the Union was going to go. how late is he going to show up? Like, how late is he going to be to the, to the Zero. Okay. This is television timing. He's going to be on time. He's going to be totally on time because this is a prime time address. But he's going to go 65 minutes. All right. All right? Yeah. That's my take. Sure. That's my take right there. And then finally, here's the here's the big one. How many times is he going to say, I'm not going to say that? Right? When he starts talking about something he shouldn't talk about, he goes, I'm not going to say that. I've got the over-under at one and a half. I think it's going to be zero. I'm going with the under two because I think he only does it once. 
I think that his people are going to be like, Joe, listen, you can't go off script tonight. Yeah, like he's listening to that. That's a good point. So those are the bets. Place yours, and uh, and we'll find out. We'll 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 get back to this tomorrow. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.